Welcome to the American Made and Paid Show, the home of free speech and independent thought. The big story is freedom of speech is really in trouble. The far left knows that at any time they can call for a sponsor boycott of anyone they despise. It is right here, right now, where you'll get your weekly dose of unfiltered truth. It's non-negotiable. Pre-existing conditions will be protected. This president has said this as a candidate. Insight. Very few people I know could have handled it. We can never, ever let this happen to another president again. An information that challenges the American way of life. Welcome, everybody, to the American Maiden Paid Show. Thank you guys for joining us here. I'm back again with Professor Dreg. And uh, I hope that uh, a lot of times when we start off this show and we can dive in and ramble that we're not being a little too redundant. But uh, I, was just, I was just telling you that um, I sent you this message, but I just really quickly want to say before we get this show started, we were talking about solar energy, right? And uh, how the government had been funding billions in the solar companies, and then a lot of them went bankrupt. And it's funny how literally we did that. We talked about that two days ago. And then I saw a bunch of people starting to talk about solar energy. And I can't help but feel that people maybe implicitly listen to this show just because, uh, just going to be honest, you're not going to hear anything like this anywhere else, right? You're not going to hear the same kind of political punditry just because you're not. I mean, it's, it's all... It's, so it makes me think that either, I don't know, people are, are listening in and uh, chiming off of that or, or whatnot, because I feel, like, I feel like a lot of that stuff with progressivism and Jeffrey Epstein and uh, uh, even a, a movement towards Christianity, right? I feel like it's maybe not just me and you, but a lot of people are starting to become a little bit more, I guess the, the common internet term here is black-pilled on politics. <laughs> Because we're just recognizing it as just oh, good and I'll evil. I'll give you a good example. Of I'm not kidding you. <laughs> Even, I think it was yesterday, Sean Hannity said he needs to be a better Christian on air. <laughs> he did. He literally yeah. talked about it. Saying, Look, I'm a Christian. And he goes, but I got to be a better Christian. You know, and then, after, but he was, yeah, it's, you yeah, I was a- like, hmm, interesting. You know, like, just going back to what you're saying, it's like, because here's the thing about media and I have a little bit international media, just a little, not, not too much, but enough to know how things work. They have people, maybe not Sean Hannity himself, but they have people just scouring like everything. So, you know what I mean? So they, cause you know, if you have a big national show, like the way, you know, Rush or Sean Hannity or whoever they have, you have to, you know, it, it gets stale because think about it. Rush Limbaugh has been saying the same thing for 30, for 30 years. years. Yeah. Yeah. So they need new approaches, new, you know, just to stay relevant. Well, and I think our take on Christianity and street conservatism, right, is right now small term, but I think it's going to catch on because well, what I'm, and I also want to say that we're not saying anything that's actually even original. We're just saying what's true and then giving an opinion on it because the Bible is the final authority of, of truth. Well, the original authority. <laughs> and it's the original authority, right? It's the only real authority. But I wanted to talk today in because such a big, a big thing that we, we talk about in this country, especially when it comes to people who are getting into politics in the beginning. But let's really just kind of take a step back, right? Think about it. When a kid 
tries to get into politics, when you see a lot of these Candace Owens types and folks, the first thing that people aim at are a lot of the misguided policies that are aimed towards what? social justice, right? Yeah. And I think that that's usually people's entry points, which is race-related policies, uh, representation, politics. You know, the reason why is because from the moment a lot of young people, whenever they enter the academic institution, you're going to hear emotionally loaded phrases that you've never heard before in your life, such as systemic racism and <laughs> exploitation. And what I want to talk about in today's, in today's episode is a little bit about the economics of discrimination and Thomas Sowell, Dr. Thomas Sowell, who we both like, has, done, yeah. has been doing this for decades. We're talking even- Yeah, like, I love the dude, man. Yeah, I don't know his new stuff, but I love his stuff from the 80s. Yeah, but what I'm trying to say is, so here's the thing about conservatism as a whole, right? People find themselves retreating away from progressivism and liberalism and embracing conservatism because of things that they don't see as being true from their personal lives, but they don't know why that is. They don't know the truth. They don't know why. They just know they don't like liberals. So a lot of people are conservatives because they don't like social justice warriors, because they don't like feminists, because they don't like, I don't know, sodomy. You know, like it's just there's a lot of reasons why people think, okay, I'm a conservative because I don't agree with systemic racism. I don't think that all white people are racist. And I don't think that America was propped up to strategically, you know, uh, take advantage of people of a lower minority class, right? Because that, that's sort of the, in, you know what I'm trying to say, right? Because we've been talking for months. And in the beginning, that's what it was like. That's sort of the intro level concepts. But here's the thing. One thing that we've dived into is that socioeconomic differences between individuals, groups, and nations, right? The nice thing about economics, which we talked about how in the New Testament, you know, Christianity, MLM, Jesus as a libertarian, whatever it is you want to call it, even though that may be something that we've talked about that may not necessarily be what most Bible-believing Christians would see, the ability to discern differences and having a better understanding of economics fundamentally refutes anything when it comes to race. So what I'm trying to say is, you know, to make a long statement short, race has nothing to do with anything. Yeah. You know? In fact, race shouldn't even be anything that's like, it makes me sort of think that there's no point to a civil rights act because <laughs> no, it's really, I'm so laughing. no, because if you think about it, the reason why the academic institutions that were established by Wilson, right. in the early 20th century with progressivism did this, well, so you would understand and get indoctrinated with emotionally based words like, you know, well, you're, you're being discriminated against because you're a woman, right? Hence women's suffrage that happened 10 years later. Or you're being discriminated against because you're black. So that's how Harlem, you know, became uh, a big hub for a lot of black people moving in from the South in the early 20th century, right? So what I'm trying to say is, fact-based distinctions and uh, policies achieving social justice are BS. They don't, they don't really mean anything because the differences between a black person and a white person really is just their complexion. And I feel like any kind of civil rights laws, any kind of, of affirmative action laws, any kind of, the, uh, of discrimination, anything that you do to help people 
is no matter what going to be inherently discriminatory is what I'm saying. And I don't think conservatives have fully gotten a grasp of that. That's why Candace Owens can capitalize off of black America needs to be louder. Black America don't need anything. <laughs> well, okay. But now I, cause dude, you, what you said was brilliant. Now tie that in to that little picture. You see the article from 1989. The environmental, the UN. Uh, remember that you just sent it to me. Yeah, like, I sent it to you. Yeah. No, but now tie that into what you just said, because it also applies to the environmental movement. Right. It's just a way to hustle and get money off of people, off based on fears and ignorance. I mean, because seriously, exactly. So, so this is what I'm saying. The same kind of language that is aimed at misguided policies for pushing social justice are the same policies that people use to push climate change. They're the same. They're, they're actually no different because it's based on emotional falsehood. The key word here is emotionally loaded phrases. It goes back to the language. So when you hear something like anti, anti-blackness or systemic, you know, all these San Francisco folks, they like to throw that term around white privilege, systemic racism Nothing about it is inherently logical or can be actually quantified. It, it's just an emotional, like, oh, I'm well, white, so I must be evil. Or no, I'm no, but black. Read the red part. Read the red part. Well, so I'm getting there. I'm getting there. So yeah. what we're trying to say is to our listeners here is that back in 1989, there was an article that was actually published by the Associated Press that predicted disaster. Like we're talking like <laughs> earthly disaster if global warming was not fixed by the year 2000. That, that was the, the consensus of the article was, was that entire nations would be completely destroyed. I have to give uh, Vincent James from the Red Elephants credit for this because I saw this on his Instagram. With sea levels rising, if it was not fixed or reversed by the year 2000, we are in 2019, right? <laughs> and here's the deal. People always like to, what I like to call, mis- misguide and mislead people into giving them their money. Solar was one of those examples, and we talked about that last time. And you don't need it. You don't need to worry about something like this. In the same way, you don't need to worry about creating laws that are going to make for less discrimination. Whenever you feel like you're doing that, you're creating more discrimination. And I think I can safely say that. It's not about more laws. It's about remove all the laws. Well, Well, see, those laws are literally built not on science. Not on fact, but on just on the basic gullibility of how stupid people are. And here's the thing. If you are, and oh God, because this has nothing to do with religion, but it's going to sound religious to most people. But if you could just bear with me for five seconds, and this is purely scientific. Uh, If you are not a Christian person, with the strong understanding of knowing that what Jesus says is actually to be followed. And the Old Testament is purely for technology and science. That's all it is. It's, that's it. So knowing that, if you don't believe in that, then you are a naive person. You can never know facts which is why you fall for things like, oh, the 19th Civil Rights Act of 1964 is the holy grail of civil rights. Which well, because, is- because here's the thing. I'll, I'll illustrate it in a simple example, right? You've got 
just people and you tell them, you know, from a pulpit or from a stage that, hey, this Civil Rights Act is going to allow for people to not discriminate based on national origin, race, whatnot. That's, that's essentially what the Civil Rights Act sought out to do. What data tells us is that black people actually took a bigger hit in the 60s after the 64 Civil Rights Act. And when I said this, I feel like Candace Owens brought that up and I feel like she got it from me, but maybe she got it from Larry Elder or something. I don't know. No, but but think I- about this, but, but see, but don't lose focus on this because why can no law ever stop racism? Because they're not God. If God can't stop it, what makes anybody think that a law can do it? And the smart people who wrote these laws, they understand that. LBJ, he understood this. All of these people who wrote and rewrote the 1957 Civil Rights Act, they knew it. They, and that's what makes these people especially bad. See, because progressives are not idiots. They are some of the smartest people on the planet. Woodrow Wilson was not a dumb man. You don't become the president of Yale, or I mean Princeton, if you're a dumb dude. You're, you, he's not dumb. He knew it. But you got to realize the motivation. And, and, I, and this is the biggest part. The biggest part and the biggest motivation Because you got to think, why is the Catholic Church, the Bank of the Vatican, the biggest bank in the world? Because it's uh, really, I don't want to say shitty, but it's it's unethical. It's an unethical religion. It just is. And so when you got somebody smart, like, what's his name? Woodrow Wilson Mm -hmm. or LBJ, they see this. They go, what can we do? Well, Let's start civil rights. Well, because we have tons of money. We can make money do it. So this is what I'm trying it to say. It becomes a religion, just That's- like global warming. It's not based on science. It's not and it actually goes against what's taught in the because look, if you any scientist, and I know a lot of great scientists, every single one of them actually believes in God. Like they, all of them are Christians. It's amazing. And I'm thinking, I never noticed you guys are Christian. Except for that one expert, he's always saying, God bless you every chance he has. But, you know, and it's probably because he's old and he's going to be dying soon. But either way, but my thing is, every great scientist knows that global warming, as described by the politicians, is nothing but BS. It's just a way to get funds. And guess what? If you look at the money that is generated through hacks that promote social justice warring and it's and it and it goes back to civil rights too every all the laws all of the business that is started from civil rights act or all the business from the green new deal type of people you're talking trillions of dollars and that is and and guess what they're all religions. People who like the global climate change, that's a religion for these people. Oh, global this and global and, and, that. And, and let me tell you about the biggest thing here because I don't want, I, I have a lot I have to say, but I don't want to confuse people because every time we t- get into these topics, I feel like I have a million and one things that I need to say. Here's the thing. And here is the, the most irrefutable truth when it comes down to helping people if you want to help the environment. Anything that you present, anything that you present that you claim to help the environment 
if it costs a lot of money, is not helping the environment. Because if you think about it, it's counterproductive. Don't you think that if you're going to save the planet and whatnot, it should be cheaper? It should be reduction. So that's that's see, this is common sense. If if you if you spoke to a sixty year old man who had never heard of global warming, right, and you you pitched them on like we got to save the planet, we got to reduce our energy, we got to switch to alternative energy resources, and he says, "Is it going to cost me more than what I'm doing now?" When I say cost, I'm talking about time, and I'm talking about your monetary resources. If both of those is yes, it's going to cost you more then you know it's BS. Because if you think about it, if the end goal here is really to save the planet, use less, spend yep. less. So if it costs more, if anybody, and I mean, and I'm, I mean this now, I'm going to draw a line in the sand. If anybody tells you it's going to cost you more than what you're doing now, it tells you two things. It's not actually effective, it's not efficient, and they're just trying to take your money. Because if the end goal is to save the planet, the planet can regenerate itself. Why should it cost you more money to make that happen? Think like yeah, just no, common sense. True. Forget forget all the technical jargon like this is the plan, we got to do this. No, 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 no. Less. It should be cheaper. It should be cheaper. And they say less is more. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Here's, here's a simple thing. You want to save the planet? Don't waste as much. Use less. When I say that, I mean all-encompassing. And when you don't waste as much, you're using less. Therefore, your electric bill is lower. Therefore, your water bill is lower. If you truly cared about those things, all of these so-called solutions, whether they're pushed by scientists or politicians, should cost less. That's <laughs> it. You know what's funny? Al Gore used to actually say that. Are you serious? Yeah, he used to say that. Use less. We got to reduce everything. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. But then. I'm all for started... removing plugs out of outlets. If you tell me just take your plug out of the outlet, it'll save you some money. I'm going to do it. You'll do it. I'm going to do it. But if you tell me I've got to invest in solar to save money and it costs me more and it doesn't actually bring my electric bill down, then I know you're selling me snake oil. And that's yep. what they all do. See, no, but you want to know what happened? Them. Why he, they stopped that? Because. They oh actually carbon credit is also based on that, um, because you can sell your carbon credit for using less. But 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 that's okay. That's but let me say it like this: the reason why um, that I don't know what's happening. Oh yeah, you disappeared for a second. You still there? Okay, there we go. There you are. Yeah. Okay. So um, anyway, so when they started calling him out. Uh, what's his name? Uh, Al Gore, because he was a hypocrite. He was using so much crap. It was his jet planes, and yeah. and they started comparing like homes, like how much electricity was used at Al Gore's home and like George Bush's home, and it turned out that George Bush was using like seventy five percent less than than Al Gore <laughs> when it came to electricity uh, output, and it's it's a joke. But that's the thing, like the whole concept of carbon credit is use less but then you can sell those credits to people who use more and then it balances out which is total bulls bs yeah. you know what i mean so it's so yeah no and and uh yeah it, it's amazing it is amazing what you just, <laughs> but see 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 here's okay what you just said gave me another thought this is how they scam you yeah that carbon credit and you can sell that to other people 
that right there is also that should also tell you that this is stupid because because that's like that's like giving somebody a bank loan that's like saying i don't spend as much so you can spend more on my behalf and i'm going to sell it to you all that person has to do is use less so you're selling him what you're selling him opportunity costs you're selling him the the you know, because you don't use as much energy, I'm going to sell you carbon credit so you can use more and pay less. That makes no sense. Well, check this out. Now, let's talk about Andrew Yang. So Andrew Yang was the big dude. Oh, let's do this. Everybody gets $1,000. So if you want to open up a bakery, you know, you can do it with $1,000 a month. But here's the thing. If carbon credits are in play, a big bakery is gonna kill the small baker. Why? Because of carbon footprint, I guess. So if a big bakery uses up a lot of carbon credits, they will go to the smaller baker and say, hey, look, we will destroy you and just put out all kinds of stuff and just kill your business and because you guys can't compete with us. So let us buy your carbon credit <laughs> and uh, we'll, you'll make money that way. And that totally makes people not want to compete because everybody feels like the whole David and Goliath thing. You don't want to compete against the big giant because why? You know, it's, it's, uh, you got to work twice as hard to get your marketing out there. You got to get people to try your, your product. And if you're being taxed by, using too much carbon, trying to compete with the big giant guy, eventually you're going to have to give in and sell them your credits and you're going to have to stop baking because bakers pollute the air. <laughs> and you're selling him your, your carbon credit because you're not producing, therefore you're not emitting and you're selling it to them. Yeah, well, you can't compete. I mean, because let's look at Oakland. If you're Mother's Bakery, you know, Mother's Cookies and stuff like that, they sell all kinds of stuff. They got bimbo, whatever, uh, which is like a Mexican bakery thing. So, and they have a factory in Oakland. <clears throat> so a small-time baker can't compete with the big people because they can't be put in the stores. They can't, you know, they're basically selling out of their shop. And if California is charging you at the same rate, for polluting the air i mean but it's true bakers face the uh chances oh, okay that's what it was uh if if the if look in california polluters would include bakers and for some reason a bakery is can like the smells of a bakery is pollution so that's a legitimate thing and uh, you know, like, noise is also a pollution that's yeah. a, a such thing. Yeah, yeah, noise pollution. Yeah, well, it's Jesus, you don't even know, but I'm not okay, so you know, like most clubs, restaurants, whatever, if you're over 65 decibels, you're going to get a fine. There's <laughs> No, I'm not kidding. This I is, knew it cuz you know this. This is your world. Yeah. So it's like, oh man, like yeah, it's it's and they yeah, 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 but that's like totally different. But come on, that's ridiculous. The whole thing about a bakery really producing so much pollution that they have to be fined 
A small baker cannot afford a fine from the California Air Resources Board, which is why all those bakeries in Oakland shut down. All of those black businesses that were there for, since like 1906 shut down because they couldn't compete with mothers. So what they ended up doing was selling their carbon credits to people who needed them right. <laughs> to avoid fines. And then that's, but then eventually that's a bad business model because it is it's, but that's, that's the whole thing. Andrew Yang proposes with his, Oh, we'll give you this and we'll give you that, but it can't, it doesn't work. The, anything that government subsidizes or you have to sell to the government where the government's regulating it, it will never work because that's not how the market works because most people don't care if the small bakery is uh, under stress from paying so much carbon credits. They just want bread. They want a good muffin. But mothers, they don't care. They could afford it. And then they just flood the market with all their substandard product and uh, people who have better quality will not survive because the government is regulating it because the government knows that, you know, so lobbyists do mm -hmm. the lobbyists, they will go ahead and push laws that say something about racism, say something about the environment. Why? Because little people can't compete with that. Can you imagine the day when you're forced to hire a transgender person and then you had to pay them for five bucks more because they require more health issues? Since their health issues require them to have more coverage. And because they're, you know, and, and, and insurance companies do this. They mm -hmm. charge gay people more for insurance than straight people. Why? Because gay people more than, are more likely to use their insurance why because they require more they have a lot more health issues it's just a fact and they they interpret that as discrimination see this goes back to what i was talking about the economics of discrimination and that's how we govern well see but that's the point in the old days you could be denied insurance and rightly so because a private business shouldn't be forced to do business with somebody that they know is high risk See, and this is this goes back to another thing too. You know how, and I like that that Chinese restaurants in the hood still have this, but <laughs> but but this is this is actually really really conservative. But I always under and you could probably clarify this for me. You know how some of these liquor stores and the Chinese owned restaurants have a sign out in front that says, "We can refuse service to anyone." Yeah, that that means nothing anymore because people think if they're being denied service. What's the first thing people automatically go to? Racism. Yeah. Right. Right. So as a result, with, with the civil, with any kind of a sort of civil rights act in place, especially in the workplace, right? I mean, is that something that's still applicable? I mean, here you don't have to have business if you don't want to. If you don't want to do business with someone, that's your. You can still do that. I think that's legal. But no, but they could shut you down. So that's, see, that's what I'm worried about. Look at what happened to that Colorado baker who didn't want to bake a cake for that gay couple. That was big news. Went all the way to the Supreme Court. I mean, he won. Yeah. He believes that marriage is between a man and a woman and he wasn't going to bake a cake for this gay couple. And then they, they put up a big stir. They sued him. You know, they didn't win. Isn't he out of business though? Huh? The, baker, the baker's out of business. I don't know. I think he's back in business, but... I mean, that could have very easily gone south. Right? Well, remember that one article 
about what I forgot what city, but some black kids stole some bread. And then that college uh, did a demonstration against that business and that business survived for a hundred, like a hundred and something years. And uh, they try to shut down this business and then they sued the college and won like all these millions of dollars. Huh? At that family bakery. I forgot. I think it's Oberson or, Oh, but, but it's the truth. It's, um, we talked about this on air. Uh, Oh my goodness. Well, so what I think, I'm trying to say is to go back to what you were saying about there about the, the yeah, Oberlin College. Oberlin College, yeah. Yeah, Oberlin College had to pay the bakery uh tons of money. It, so here's the thing, the misunderstanding. This goes back to what I said in the beginning about Thomas Sowell's, you know, economics, discrimination and all that, and how a lot of this is actually very, very misinformed, even in conservative circles. There's just bigger costs when it comes to bad policies is what I'm just talking about, right? Any kind of mandate for that, for certain individuals or groups that need special treatment or costs, whether it's affirmative action or not, is bad policy. And even when, when, when people say things like, well, black people just need to have more, they need to leave the Democrats because of this, you know, when you play identity politics, there's cost to bad policy with that because it goes back to the collectivist thinking. What Candace Owens tries to accomplish with black America is to have them leave the Democrats, right? Because it's better. But at the same time, she doesn't know why they should. She just knows it makes her money. Here's the thing that I also want to bring up is that there's counterproductive measures to that because at the same time, what do conservative circles give black people that they're not getting from Democrats? Like you got to think about it like that too. You think well, some okay, of these people but, can just, but this is why, you know, when I brought up Christianity in the, in like a, a while ago, like 15 minutes ago, I guess it, it's the, it's the truth. People do not understand what Jesus was saying. They don't understand the Bible. They honestly don't. They do not understand the old Testament and which is only used for scientific type purposes. Well, there's laws and stuff. I mean, there's more to it, but there's yeah. There... But the real, the, but there's only there's only the laws of Jesus. I am not kidding. Any other law does not count. I guarantee you this because it's only the first. You know, I don't want to say commandment, but uh, it's Jesus's first law and his second law. That's it. There is nothing else. Other than what he teaches, because if you stray from what Jesus teaches, I guarantee you it's going to be a mess, which is what we have now. Uh, and I'm convinced of it because the Old Testament is only for, because all the parables Jesus teach, I guarantee you is going to cover everything. I know it. Because when you go to the Old Testament and then you see parables or whatever, it's, it's not applicable because you got to look at the Jewish people. If you look at the Jewish people who do what, you know, they go back and forth with understanding, you know, they understand a lot of principles of Jesus. Because when you go to Israel, like 98% of the country, they don't chase down gay people. They don't throw stones at anybody. They let it all go. And that's a Christian thing. So that Judeo-Christianity thing, it's a real thing. It's what the Jews do, which is why they're prosperous. But because they don't understand it and accept it as truth, 
they lean too heavy on the Old Testament. I'm telling you now, the Old Testament is only for like historical purposes, scientific research and things like that. It, but it's not to for any philosophies, any political structure. No, I mean, there's biblical prophecy that comes from there and it's it's history as well and that's how how god's people came to be you know everything from adam down to the prophets See, the, the prophecy thing i don't know because jesus already came you know what i mean and, and that's the thing because that's the like because i don't know i don't want to get into like why do well, we, we can get into it more. I mean, but that that there's well, another more. episode, another like we gotta cover to, this. To stay on point about about the high cost of that, I just think that when, so so I I I think I know how to explain this now. I know it took me thirty minutes to get to this, but the same way progressives will push for policies surrounding climate change that cost more money for people, conservatives do that with race as well. They do that with race in a collectivist thing where it's like, you know, the whole aspect is, I guess the whole, the whole entry level thought process is you can think for yourself. You can leave the Democrats implying that black people couldn't think for themselves prior. What people really need is the truth. That's what I'm trying to say is people lack information. What is the truth? Christianity. Exactly. Need and, God. If people, and telling a bunch of black people to leave the Democrats is not the same thing. It, it, it's not a search of truth and what's best for them. What, what black people really need is Jesus. What they really need is to rebuild their own. But you can't have yeah, that can't by just... Force feed them. Right, right. But you, but you also can't have that by just saying, leave Democrats, vote Republican. You can't. So what is an alternative? So how could... Because I'm telling you, it was crazy. Uh, so how do you go about bringing Christianity to a bunch of people who have abandoned it? And it's real simple. You tell them, hey, look, you guys already done this for the past 50 years. Marriage, uh, uh, kids out of wedlock. Uh, you know, all this gang banging stuff, all this underground economy stuff. You guys have tried this now for 50 years and it hasn't worked. All these uh, baby killings, all this, whatever. All of these things that you guys have embraced, it doesn't work. Why don't you guys try getting married? Instead of just getting a baby mama, get married. You know, I'm not kidding you. When I was driving uh, back into the city this um, this morning, you know, I drive down Van Ness, and then Van Ness is like where City Hall's at. I saw this young Asian couple getting married, like they were taking their photos. It was just those two, like a young Asian right. couple, and uh, you know, uh, maybe like Chinese or Korean or something. I don't know. I mean, they, and and that's why that's why honestly, man. I mean, when it comes to getting involved in some of the the politics and all of that, right? I I always tell people that like they're like, oh, you should do that, and I I agree that I maybe one day will do it, right? Do what? But. Well, do politics, do... Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. But here's the thing. Not until I've helped my community and I've served God. Like, you know, it's... it's it's who Whose agenda am I trying to serve here? Because the thing is, clearly, Republican or Democrat alike, without God, without Jesus, you go down a bad path. And that, remember... That's just, you get bought out. You when you're loving price. yourself, you're serving God. But you got to honestly love yourself. You just can't. And that's the thing. Because 
go, how do you help a community? So there's a, a, a moral to this story of that young couple on the steps. When they get married, they're making a promise to themselves to help each other out. Because one, they love themselves. And then because they love themselves, they're able to love each other, which is the second. And because they love each other, they're going to be able to buy a house, save money, and, and they can both work, raise a family. And that will always serve as motivation to do better, to make money. That's what, you know, because people don't realize that marriage really is a, is a, it's, it's a business deal. You're having, you're literally yeah. marrying a business partner that you're attracted to. And you're going to do great things when you are a family. We got the history. We got the evidence. Thomas Sowell, that's why I love him. I mean, his works really is in the late 70s and 1980. If you look at anything he did back then, he's always talking about that type of economics. And the only way to have that, because even in the Jewish, look, what's wrong with the Jewish faith is they allow for divorce. Whereas a true Christian, they're not going to divorce the wife. If they're really love, like if they follow the commandments, they will never get divorced mm -hmm. because they have. And the only way to control the carnal mind is through a wife who's also your person who builds you up. Because if she's building you up, you guys are constantly busy doing things. Idle hands is the devil's playground. That's a real saying. But a wife keeps your hands idle free. <laughs> it's true. You know what I mean? And then you're too focused on doing stuff, doing this business deal, doing that business deal. And, you know, because if you just look at, just look at HGTV, the home garden TV, whatever, all of those people are couples doing house flippings. Yeah. You know, they destroy the house like this one couple in Waco, Texas. I forgot the name of their show. But the wife is the interior designer and the man does construction and they are awesomely rich. And they give to the community, give to their church. And that's what married couples can do. Not everybody can be on TV, but most couples, you know, one could be a teacher and they're always working together. You don't need to be a multimillionaire. You know, and, but it's better than what we're doing now, you know, because I, I can't imagine, you know, uh, being a husband, right? And then going to the strip club every Friday. That's insane. Like, how is that <laughs> fulfilling? You know what I mean? Because like, I used to laugh at, at that show, Married with Children. It was one of my favorite shows because Al Bundy was never happy. You know, his kids were losers and his wife was like a gold digger. And, uh, and it is funny to laugh at other people, but it's, it's not right. But that's my point. That's not what marriage is like. His marriage, yeah, because they don't do anything. He doesn't love himself. But, you know, should we laugh at people like that? I don't know. I do, but I know it's not right. But, that, but that's what everybody thinks marriage is, is, you know, it's just you're not happy. You're not this or that and, and, and whatnot. So, you know. Mm -hmm. we have to change people's minds. See, because like, look, I admit, I need to be a better husband to the counselor. Why? Because I know I'm shitty. I'm a shitty dude. And she has a lot of patience. But at the same time, you know what I mean? I get it. But that's part of life too. You know what I mean? It, it's it's not, it, it's, um, 
marriage isn't something that oh it's just a horrible thing and that can be we, if you're no. a man and because of the laws are all messed up but you know well no only if you get divorced you're yeah. screwed but that's my point we have to show i don't want to say just the black community but people in general how to be good husbands yeah because their business partner isn't the boys they grew up with drinking on a friday night or else they would have done a business a long time ago mm -hmm. your wife is the one who keeps you grounded and and that's the economics of the things and that's why racism works so much because we focus on economics based on nothing other than wants and greed right and power and every man's an island <laughs> but that's how we do it we glorify those people but we do not glorify husbands who make it well with their wives we don't except on these obscure tv shows on the home garden tv network but most of the time you know look at the kardashians you know they're popular for destroying bruce jenner <laughs> and you know that and but now they're trying to switch it up because now kim kardashian's like a christian now you know what i mean and she's trying to change her life she's trying to be an attorney she's you know, she submitted. Is that really? I, I don't follow this stuff, so I don't know what's going on here. But um, yeah, no, I, I follow it because it, it's, uh, no, you know why? Because of her becoming an attorney. Because uh, somehow, some way it, it got to her to be an attorney the same way that technically I can become an attorney. And uh, <laughs> you've been turning on friends into do. Cause remember, we talked about that uh, on this show. We, we uh which is kind of bizarre because after we talked about it on the show, she like a week later decides to do what we said on the show. I'm not kidding you. That's why people were like, dang dude, you know, like I, I thought nobody listens to, you know, our show. I'm like, yeah, but the people who do, they must have like a, a, a strong reach mm -hmm. because it's no, but it's a real thing. People can become an attorney in California without going to law school. You can save hundreds of thousands of four dollars. Years. Yeah, same. Yeah, the council just say yeah, four years. It takes four years to study on the, uh, another attorney. So, and remember, we spoke about that. Mm -hmm. So, a a week, two weeks after we spoke about that, she decided to do that thing. Kim Kardashian. That's pretty yeah. funny. Yeah, the council. No, but that's why it's like, gosh darn it, and, and you know. I mean, we're here giving out information for a reason, but you know, I, I think, I think, I, I mean, we have, I a, we have a relatively small following on this show. That's not, I'm just going to say it as it is. It's not huge, but I think people, it's like when I, I, I just can't help but think when I say something and then I hear the same thing on Mark Levin later that night. And I'm like, wait a minute. But you also know that the attorney who's going to do this intern, you know, to um, take you on as a student, there's a lot of work for that. Yeah, no, but Kim Kardashian is literally doing this in San Francisco. Who's that attorney? Oh, uh, really? that I don't know. But yeah, she's doing the apprenticeship in San Francisco. What? Yeah, you know, she lives in LA. She comes to San Francisco just to do it because I think she thinks it's only in San Francisco. <laughs> no, but no, it's throughout the state of California. Any, If you work under any attorney or any judge, and they have to do a lot of work. As the counselor said, Maybe it's her, um, her 
She stud you're right. You're not you're actually not kidding. How do you yeah. know the things that I don't know? She studied it, it was a couple of weeks after we announced it on the show. Oh I'm not kidding. And then she, and but the funny thing is she's doing it in San Francisco, which means people aren't understanding what we're saying. <laughs> no, so but she so she started you're right, she started a four year apprenticeship with a law firm in San Francisco. Ain't that crazy? Because she thinks it's only in San Francisco, probably. But her dad is Rob Kardashian, a famous attorney. He's dead. So you know what I mean? But I honestly believe somebody told her, hey, look, I heard it on this show and it's legit. You got to go to San Francisco and do it. <laughs> because she, why couldn't she just go to Yeah, her- in the state of California, you don't need a degree. You just have to take the bar. Yeah, yeah, we talked about this already. You're right. You're right. No, no, I, I, I'm. You're right. I, I'm repeating a couple of, couple of extra things here. But so uh, you're- I, everything you said earlier, people really do li- like. Because look, you interviewed Jim uh, Gene Ho. Yeah, that's a very like, and you know, very influential people that other people listen to. You know, like you got to think Jim uh, not, Joy Vila is one of your you know people you know. The other, I forgot the gay dude's name. Brandon, uh, yeah. yeah, Brandon, like a lot of these people and see Kim Kardashian is now converting to being a Christian more, devo- you know what I mean? And uh, yeah, it's just a weird thing. But uh, no more power to her because look, I used to be an atheist too, you know, because you don't know until you read the Bible, man. Like, well, what do you, just, what do you call yourself now? If you don't mind me asking, I mean, you're, well, I still I like, mean, I can't say I'm a true Christian because Dude, my heart, like, until I start treating the counselor better and be, you know what I mean? Like, do things better, you know, because I'm so, because I think like that guy, what's his name? Mike Lindell. He's a minister now. Yeah. But he, he always knew about, you know, God and Jesus and stuff like that. So it wasn't like he was an atheist. He just, but because he was addicted to heroin and so successful at it. Mm-hmm. He just High functioning drug addict, yeah. Yeah, so he just so he just recently converted to being born again because I'm telling you, there's something wrong with my heart. You know what I mean? It's just like, dude, I'm an angry dude, even though I know the truth and this and that. It's just, and I get it, like, because you know, God has no dominion over the carnal mind and things like that. So until that really goes away, there's no way I could really love myself, and I can't be appropriate with anybody. You know, you, the counselor, my children, it's just how it works. Until you control that, there's nothing you can do. And then you can become like, you can say that you're going to be a saved Christian. But well, as no, as- no, it, it's, it's, no. Ex- it, but it's actually, but we talked about this before and we can do this yeah. another time, but it's, it's, it's actually, it comes with accepting first because it's accepting that you're powerless against that. It's kind of like the 12 step. Yeah, process. that's my point. And I accept it, but I still can't stop it. That's the whole point. <laughs> well, no, maybe you need to go through it one more time, which we'll do. We'll, we'll get, but the thing is, I think that I think you're no, right. What I mean is I can't stop myself from like, like, dude, like when I'm on the streets, you, well, you don't it's expect like it to day. happen overnight. Yeah, it can't happen overnight. And it's not something that that will happen just, you know, in the span of, all right, I'm, you know, it's not a switch. It's it's slow and steady. and Yeah, just like any other, you well, know. Well, here's the thing. Like I, I'll say this. My dad listens to this show, and he can tell. He said from the first episode, I feel like he's repenting. Like, because he used to curse a lot in the first few episodes, and then now it's just like, well, well I'm trying to repent, man, but it's hard. It's it's really, uh, I mean, because like I'm telling you guys don't understand, but I'm really street. And when I'm on the streets, 
it takes me I, I go to zero to 120 faster than a Tesla and I will destroy people because it's I not that I hate them but something about most people I cannot I detest most people and the counselor knows this and yet she's still here <laughs> but it's just how it works and I have this great hatred for almost everybody, which is amazing. I'm even doing this show because I like you for, I mean, I, I, I know why I like you because you know, dude, I'm telling you now the strength you have is insanely like, dude, you don't hear about these things except for like stories in the Bible, which may or may not be, you know, cause it's the old Testament. So you know what I mean? It's like, it's, I don't know. It's just kind of those crazy things. But uh, yeah, I, I really don't like most people. It's just how it works. And, and I could admit it, you know what I mean? Because that's just how I grew up that way. And if you believe in this atheist belief, it's a form of, it's a type of progressive ideology. Mm-hmm. And then you believe in all that stuff with the racism. And, but, you know, I've always been blessed to be smart enough to figure it out. So when I read the Civil Rights Act, I was like, holy crap, this is fake. And I've known this for like 20, 25 years. So, you yeah. know, it, it's, uh, but I never let go of the atheist belief because I just thought, you know, people who believe in God are idiots. And, you know, and I was actually smarter than most of my science, my, like my friends with PhDs in, in heart sciences. And uh, it's just, you know, whatever. So I just thought I was smarter than them. I've always been smarter than them. They come to me for, you know, to do their math. And, um, so I don't know. I mean, it's, it's just until, until I could behave in public and I can say I'm a Christian, <laughs> but until then, you know, how can you be a Christian and not know how to behave? You know what a I mean? A lot of Christians are still out there fornicating. So it's just, they, yeah, but they're I, not, you know, cause like if you really accept Jesus and stuff like, cause dude, I'm telling you now it's, it's allowing me to be good to, to the counselor, mm-hmm. you know, accepting Jesus. That's what accepting Jesus does. It allows you to do things you never thought possible. But obviously, because I don't read the Bible, I really don't know enough because I don't know how to act in public because I will beat the living even at my age. And thank God every, all these men are soft because we talked about this. You know, why are all, all, all these men soft? Yeah. All these dudes in their 20s are soft. I mean, I could destroy dudes half my age. And it's like, and that doesn't help because in theory, the old lion gets their asses handed to him by the young ones. But these young ones are so effeminate. It's insane. You know what I mean? So I'm thinking, oh man, I really got to understand what Jesus is saying in this Bible because I understand Romans and that's what gives me peace. You know what I mean? Like, I'm like, oh man, okay. Because, you know, in theory... God has control of everything, right? Yeah. But he doesn't because you blame, like, like, this is the big mistake a lot of conservatives make. They fall into that trap when a liberal tells them, oh, well, God destroyed this with his tornadoes and all these things. And you know what I mean? Blaming God for all of these things. But that's not true. God has no control over that. This is the whole carnal thing. It, it, it's, it's Well, that. also, here's another thing, too, that, before we get too religious here because we always come back to god but we have to take it back to discrimin economics and discrimination but one thing i want to say 
is that I think this actually will solve a lot of questions that people have because a lot of people have this idea that, well, it's better to rule in hell than to serve in heaven, right? Like there's that stupid false thing that people say. <laughs> I used to because, think like that. <laughs> but, it's, but here's the thing. Here's the thing that that's going to, it is, it's the truth. But, and people need to hear this. People think that evil and sin and all that, because God is the author of all that. It's like God created that. So therefore he's responsible for starving kids, people killing each other and everything. People think that, and the reason why people think that is because they think God has dominion in this world right now, which he does, but he only allows for the devil to do his work. Like people think that Satan and the devil, that he lives in hell. The devil's never been to hell. He's never been there. He'll go there one day when God judges him. But the thing is, he's here on this planet. He but rules this planet. Why? I believe. But, but, see, but this is no, real quick. Let me finish because a lot of people think, oh, well, the devil lives in hell. You know, he lives in hell and he's, he's down there with his demons and everything. They come to the planet. No, he lives on this planet. Hell is eternal punishment for him. He hasn't been there. He's still here. God hasn't judged them yet. So when people have this idea of evil and sin and all this bad stuff, yeah, it's because this world's domain is ruled by the devil, not by God. Yeah, but why? What is, like, see, because the question will always be the why. Why is this happening? Because God gave us freedom. And because he gave us freedom, we have to choose to be good. We have to choose to do all these things. And if we don't, then we're not worthy. And that's the whole point. This is why they're starving kids because we're the ones doing it, not right. because he's not God. Yeah, exactly. that's like that's like saying that's like saying you know people because people there are starving kids because people made mistakes, people did bad things, and then they're blaming God for preventing. Mistakes. They did it on purpose. Yeah, seriously, that's the whole thing. And these will be my final thoughts. We purposefully created racism. We purposefully created starving children. Right. It's, we, we do this on purpose for power to make money. That's like we create all of these bad, evil things to make money. And I hate to say this. And but I usually that's what I always say to people is that all the evil things out there. God didn't do that. Man made that. I always tell people that. And they're like, no, well, God allowed it to happen. So I could never believe no, in a God. God gave us freedom. Right. But see, that's see, I absolute freedom. I'm glad. Yes. And I'm glad you understand that. And this goes back to the Constitution, too, because all it did was write that down into a law where this country would be would 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 be uh, facilitated by our government is set up. So it was like maintain as you have you basically have absolute freedom with the contingency of, okay, well, don't take other people's stuff and don't kill anybody. That's basically what it is. Yeah, right? and, and exactly. And have law enforcement, right? But other than that, you can do whatever the hell you want. First Amendment, that's, that's what it states. But one thing I want to make very clear is when people say, this, these discrimination, you know, I cannot believe in a God that would create people who are inferior or people who, you know, like all these, all, or, or babies that are being aborted every single day. I'm like, who do you think is doing that? God is not doing that. Man is doing that. And when people say, I can't believe in that, it's like, I lost faith in just people a long time ago. Don't put your faith in people, put your faith in God. And that's what I tell people. It's not the work, because that's the thing. I was like, once you understand that, that the devil doesn't live in hell, he lives here, right? Evil things happen on this planet, but they're not of God. It comes from man. It comes from the devil. 
then people start to understand that because they think, well, hell is a is a is a place where the devil lives. No, no, he's never even been there. He hasn't been well, there. You know, know what's what funny? I don't even think the devil has to do anything now. The devil, like, he did his work a long time ago, and he's like, I got these fools doing this with no him. They just now they do it automatically. You know what? You know when LBJ said that I'll have yeah. these guys voting Democrat for two hundred years. You know what the devil said when when Jesus when when Jesus went back up. It's like I'll have these fools fooled through their own Bibles for two thousand years. Yeah, no, but it's they will deny that that they'll deny that God exists and that they'll deny everything. And he's not wrong, or at the least bastardize it. At the very least, no, but it's the truth. And that's what's happening now. You have all of these conservatives who don't understand it. That you are Christian all- in name only and don't understand the meat of the word. They just yeah. don't. I mean, and, but it's the truth because, look, I love Mark Levin. He's done a lot of great work. But at the same time, because he doesn't understand a lot when it comes to you know Christianity, he's always going to be flawed because a lot of his stuff is flawed. And his philosophies are flawed, and it's because he's sticking to the whole Jewish Old Testament way of thinking. And you can't do that. You just can't because that's wrong. It really is. It's like violence. I don't care what anybody says. I'm against professional fighting and all that stuff. There's no need for it. But you have to defend yourself. But you could defend yourself and be strong just by working out, just for staying healthy. If you're just a healthy dude, you can fight off anybody. He really could. And uh, even if it's Eddie, Eddie Bravo, right? Is that his name? Mm-hmm. The guy from Joe Rogan show, the guy with... Yeah, the- Flat Earther. Yeah, yeah, yeah that guy. Even if you're going to go up against him, you just, you know, work out, be healthy. You could fight off an attack from that guy. You just can't. And that's the thing. People don't get it. That New Testament Christianity... You know, from the King's James, I'm telling you, it's really good. It's really accurate. That's all you need. Anything else is flawed. And that's why we are failing. This whole, the the thing about the economics, we are so used to making money the wrong way that we can't accept making probably 10 times more doing it the Christian way. I'm not kidding you. Multi-level marketing really works and it works well. <laughs> yeah, it does. Look at McDonald's. It's that's a, a really good multi-level marketing uh strategy. They franchised out, everybody pays their thing and they're making tons of money. And yet the guy at the top, he gets a small cut, not a majority, maybe 3%, but 3% of thousands is making this dude super rich. And that's the real way to do business. I'm telling you, it would work. I'm telling you, that whole model will work. That's why, you know, we talked about it in the show. What are some solutions? That franchising thing should be done and applied all around the world. We should teach other people to do that. And it'll work. I'm telling you, it'll cure everything. There'll be no more starving kids. Everything would be cured. Any problem we have Mm -hmm. will be solved. Pollution, solved. Everything would be solved. It just would. And it doesn't cost any money to do it. Those Bibles are pretty much free. I mean, I've never paid for a Bible in my life, right? Aren't they free? I don't know who makes them, but yeah, I mean, I know it costs money to make, but yeah, they just give them away. 
I just mm-hmm. never pay. So anyway, so because I know it's going to be 12. Hard break. No, no, no. But uh, I want to wrap this up on that note. I think that you're absolutely right. And that people need to understand that the economics of discrimination are out there, but they are not necessary. People are fooled because they don't have the truth. Conservatives think that they're creating you know, more opportunities by helping minority groups and everything in their laws. And I think that you're right. It's all good intentions, but they don't know the truth. Well, Candace Owens is doing it on purpose. I know. Because there's, okay, I'll give an example who does it on accident. Larry Elders and Jesse Lee Peterson, they do it accidentally. You know, they don't know. They don't know any better. So they, they do this whole race thing and blah, blah, blah. I mean, even though they, they, you know what I mean? Like they don't have real solutions because they themselves don't understand the, the realness of Christianity. You know what I mean? Because people like, cause you know, a lot of people, they have doubt. And why? Because they don't understand the science of it. They don't understand the technology of it. And, uh, which is why they don't really understand the old Testament. And so, you know, they, they're looking to the old Testament for morals and things like that, but no, just stick with the new Testament, stick with the, with what Jesus says don't worry too much about them. I mean, yeah, they're good lessons, but it's not, I'm telling you, we, I don't want to say like we have to be strict, but you have to be absolute in accepting Jesus. It's just how it works. It is an absolute principle of economics, absolute principle of judging people. Like the judges should be absolute in how they make their judgments. Because they don't understand it, they make a lot of bad decisions that allow this hustling of money from guys like Jesse Jackson. You know what I mean? Yeah. And in theory, look, they should have been shut down a long time ago. But because these guys don't understand what's being said, they'll never, they'll never, like what's being said in the New Testament, you know, by Jesus himself, like whatever the lettering is, they have to understand that in order to make judgments. Not because it's a religion, it's because it is absolute fact. And that's what people don't realize. They don't see what Jesus says as a fact. They see it as an opinion or a philosophy or a religion, but it is an absolute fact. Yeah. And science has proven it. Modern science has proven it. <laughs> it just has. It's, you know, but man, oh man, I'm still, but then it makes me think about those stupid monkey hybrid uh, humans, you know, I think that they're making in China. And then people think that's the, oh, that's absolute. We've done it. It's like, yeah, but that's not real. We forced it. It didn't happen in nature. And that's a fact. Mm. And so you could, you could bastardize anything, but you can't bastardize Christianity. That's why it's, you know, I look, my family would be considered Catholic because we're Latin. Latin people are Catholic people, but that's mm. not Christianity. Just like, you know, I, I'm pretty sure a lot of people are Pentecostal, but that's not Christianity the whole shaking of snakes and, and things like that, you know, speaking in that yeah. weird jabber, like, you know what I mean? They do that. You know, I, I forgot what they call it, but that's not real either because why in the hell would, that's what happened at the Tower of Babel. You know, God wants us, or not God, but Jesus really wanted us to, who is God, son of God. Jesus wanted us to all understand one another. 
Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like if you speak a different language, I guarantee you, that's why we have interpreters. That's why, because so we can understand one another. But if somebody goes into like, uh, you know, because I remember this happened. Yeah, to we got to wrap it up, though. I got to take a call, but go ahead. But yeah, I'll take this real quick. In Tahoe, I went to that Korean church, you know, just because we're looking for food. And they were speaking in Korean. But as soon as we walked in, they started speaking English. And I'm thinking, whoa, that's cool. You know what I mean? I'm thinking these dudes are spot on. We know we're going to eat tonight because they had enough sense to stop speaking in Korean. Right. You know I mean? Because why would if you go into a church and everybody's talking Korean and why would I stay? I don't want to stay. I don't know. If talking is gibberish. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's why I think speaking in like those Pentecostal when they go, Oh, that just makes people think you're crazy. Yeah, no, it's true. It's true. But either way, all right, that's I got to roll though, but thank you guys for tuning to the show. We'll talk soon. Yeah. You have busy busyness, but I'll catch you soon. All right. I got to go. All right. Cool. Take care.